Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, Jim Nance, thank you for the introduction there. And Dustin Johnson gets the win, his second major title at the Masters, 2020 Masters, big win. And I was wrong. I thought, you know, based on his record, 0 for 4 and 54 hole leads in major championships, I thought that would continue. I thought if there was going to be a chance for a rookie to win in the Masters, it would have to be this year because of no patrons and nobody cheering on Dustin from, of course, his hometown, Columbia, South Carolina, only an hour away. It would have been massive roars in that gallery. would have been much harder for Answer and M to play under those conditions. But in the end, Dustin gets the win. M in second, five back, of course, Cameron Smith. Four rounds in the 60s. Hats off to him. Unbelievable Masters. First time that's ever been done at Augusta National. And DJ, first time ever been done, 20 under par. So credit where credit's due. Unbelievable player. You gotta love what you're seeing out of Dustin Johnson. You gotta wonder if, if when he's at his very best, who could really hang with him? I mean, there there's a few up there I think that, that could be in the mix, but still Dustin might be in a gear of his own in some ways. But yes, huge win. And of course, Austin Johnson is caddy and brother on the bag for him. Got very emotional on 18. That was cool to see. It was great to see D- Dustin get emotional as well with Amanda Balionis interview. So credit to her. And to DJ for kind of opening up a little bit and seeing some of those emotions. I mean, some see, think about the things he's overcome to get here, and think about how many professional golfers, if they would have just overcome what happened to them at, at Whistling Straits, if it was any other golfer, and you go through what happened at Whistling Straits, could you come back and win a major eventually, as he did his first one at 2016 U.S. Open six years later? That is amazing in and of itself, but to get a second major championship to add to the total, yes, the God-given talent is there, but still, what he's had to overcome, a three-putt in a U.S. Open, such a heartbreaker that was. I think we saw some of what he overcame just through those tears. That was just kind of what I read from that, but still, great week at Augusta National, and what did you guys think going in? I think, obviously, there was a lot of discussion on Bryson DeChambeau and what would Bryson kind of bring to the table. I was a little critical of Bryson, and I had tweeted, and I said, Bryson, uh, on Wednesday night, I said he's overrated for this Masters. One of the best players on earth, but never finished yet a top 20 at Augusta National. Eight to one odds because he drives it ungodly far. Hey, get ready to be disappointed, Golf Twitter. This is Augusta, still a second shot course. I was, you know, that was my thought on it. I was thinking that, yes, driving, being such a crucial key at Augusta, of course, distance would be important. But still, the green complex is still the second shots being the most important part of scoring over 72 holes at Augusta. That's where I was coming from there. And honestly, I joined uh, the Hank Haney podcast, uh, was it two days after the Masters? And I was also uh, making some of these points about Bryson. I'm not a fan of Bryson winning right now at Augusta National, meaning... I didn't think that he should be so highly rated as a favorite based on having never 
finish in the top 20 at the Masters. And yes, it's great that he's got the distance, but it's not still closing out on these green complexes with these tricky putts. He's been struggling actually the last couple years on strokes game. Putting was dead last, according to J Justin Ray's numbers, going into this Masters, those last two years before this one. So, hey, that was kind of my take on it. I love Bryson's game. I love what he's doing for golf. Awesome perspective. I was lucky to cover him for his hometown paper in his first Masters for the Fresno Bee. That was really exciting. Of course, he was right there every shot of the way with Jordan Spieth that, for those first two days. And uh, ran into a little bit of trouble on that 36th hole. But still, he's an uh, unbelievable talent. So that's kind of where I was coming from with my comments, um, both on Twitter and also on the Hank Haney podcast, about his chances. And it's really more about us overblowing his chances going in. So that was kind of where I'm coming from. The other player too, Justin Thomas, who's really one of the great golfers and great people in the game. And I was um, it, on the Hank Haney podcast. I joined after what the Tuesday after the Masters. And I said, I am not a fan of Bryson or Justin Thomas at Augusta National in terms of winning right now. Unbelievable world-class player. I think the game's always in a better position when he is in the majors and winning majors. Quail Hollow was unbelievable. I loved that week. Um, it was awesome. It's been awesome covering him for his hometown paper in his first Masters. And, of course, as a card-carrying member, I was doing some stories for his hometown paper there in Kentucky in Louisville. And that's been a blast, kind of watching him as he grows and, and becomes an, an unbelievable player, a, a force on the tour. And, and I think golf's in a great position when he is winning consistently. Um, but in terms of right now, in terms of what I think of his temperament at Augusta National, how that matches up, I just don't think it bodes well, ideally, for winning at Augusta National. The ebb and flow that happens at Augusta and the need to stay even keeled, I think that's just my observation on it. I just don't think that, you know, it's currently constructed that JT has the ideal temperament for what Augusta's asking for over 72 holes. That's not to say that he'll be ready for April. I'll, I'll, you better believe it. And, and I loved his comment on Twitter. Uh, he responded to um, the Hank Haney post of my quote there, and he said, this actually made me laugh. And uh, I'm not, wait, I think he said he's going to remember this. And hey, he, he better. I hope he does. And I hope it spurns him on to win at Augusta National. That's what we want to see. We want to see the superstar, JT. I want me some me. That was one of the great moments that we've had in all of golf, of course, when he won there with Tiger Woods, made the putt. He is such a great person for the game. I love Justin Thomas. So anyway, but that's where I'm coming from with that. I just think that temperament is, is an important aspect of winning at Augusta National. And I think Based on my observations, that's all it was really Saturday and seeing the way he reacted, his body English, and the way it seemed he let shots linger, bad shots linger with him, shaking his head, all of these kind of um, little nuances, and I think that plays into the final result, unbelievable result, his first top 10 at the Masters, uh, fourth place finish. So good on Justin Thomas, just want to clarify where I'm coming from with that, one of the best players in the game, and... Um, would love to see him don a green jacket here in the near future. Hopefully as soon as April. Would love to see JT uh, fit that mold and join his boy Tiger and so many others. Spieth, so many other of his close friends as a part of Masters lore. So anyway, that's where we are on that. But still, any other takeaways you guys have from Sunday at the Masters or Masters week?
I'm looking at rookies. I'm looking at players like Scotty Scheffler. I covered him uh, for the Dallas Morning News, and I asked him going into the week, what are you thinking about Augusta National? And he said, you know what? I'm not here to have fun. I'm here to win. And that confidence, you know, yes, he, he is a humble guy in some ways, but he's also got that confidence in his own game. And that was refreshing. He also had an unbelievable experience, I think, having been grouped with Tiger Woods on that Sunday. Remember, Tiger, of course, shoots a 10, scores a 10 on the 12th hole. And he was all of us, right? Just hitting it in the water. He's over in the bunker. He's sideways. I mean, that was crazy. Well, he got to see, Scotty Scheffler got to see a front row seat of how to grind it out in your round afterwards. Tiger going five under through six. And Scotty told me afterwards, he said that was a pivotal experience for him to see that, to witness that. Not only was he defending champ and how many more opportunities will young players, but any players have to play with Tiger, but he can take that in his memory bank and use that going forward. In terms of his own game, Scotty Scheffler's own game going forward, he said that he likes the fact he's got a better idea of how to game plan and he knows where not to hit it. Right a 15 in the trees? No, you don't ever want to be there. You want to be able to attack that hole and he can't do it from there. Uh, his iron play it let him down ultimately is what he said. Um, his coach, Randy Smith, very good guy. Uh, he said that his shorter irons, he's been hitting a little bit left, tugging a little bit left. And so that's something he's going to have to fix before we get back into major championship season as well. But Scotty Scheffler, pretty big player. And then, of course, uh, the, the other two guys I really was looking at, rookies, uh, Morikawa and Wolf. And I was thinking those guys might really make some noise in this Masters. I, I even like put them up there with Jordan Spieth uh, in terms of, Rookie players, could they make a big move the way Spieth did, getting in the final pairing? And what that, how impressive that was. And you know what? In the end, uh, Wolf, four under through, through his first 11 holes. And I had asked him at that point over darkness on Thursday night. I said, hey, uh, Matt, like, how do you feel about where you're at? What does success look like? And he, he was not giving you the Scotty Scheffler answer. He was going more for like, hey, I want to have fun. I know I'm going to be here hopefully the next 20 years. I just want to kind of get a good mindset into each shot. You know, he kind of took it, you know, more that way, I guess. But you know what? Missed the cut. He was seven over after that point, which was just a little disappointing, I think, for a player who had just played his way into the final pairing at the U.S. Open with Bryson. He actually had the lead going in to the final day of the U.S. Open. Um, super impressive stuff for a 21-year-old. So maybe it's understandable to have a little bit of an off week in the next major, but still, um, I, it was frustrating, I would say, um, for Matt to not be able to come through and, and make a little more noise. Colin Morikawa, of course, there he was, uh, a top 45 finish. Um, I, w I expected a little bit more out of him, too, but you know what? And iron play, of course, is his strength, and I thought that he would really come through on a second shot golf course, and also being a major winner, you would think that would bring some confidence coming into a week like this. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Morikawa doesn't finish uh, maybe as highly to my expectations and to others' expectations, daily fantasy owners' expectations as well. But nonetheless, a really good Masters week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And before we go, I want to talk to you about my friends at Encore Golf. Of course, they've got so many different great golf balls. The Vero X1 I've been using recently is their Tour type of golf ball, four-piece design, cast urethane premium cover for optimal feel, high-density metal infused perimeter-weighted mantle layer for maximum forgiveness. I love 
the forgiveness off the tee with this golf ball. I was lucky to play Palmetto Golf Club in Aiken, South Carolina. Oh, was it 20 minutes, 30 minutes away from Augusta the Monday after? And man, I was so, it felt so good to be driving it pretty well and just in the mix. I mentioned in the past, I've gained about seven, eight yards. I, I was up 15 yards on Monday. And maybe some of that, I understand, some of that might have been the master's excitement uh, coming off of a high. But still, uh, the Vero X1 golf ball was with me there and just really trusting that. Uh, and around the greens, too. Great feel around the greens with chipping um, all over there on for 18 holes. So anyway, check them out. EncoreGolf.com. It's O-N-C-O-R-E Golf.com. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed uh, these takeaways from Augusta National from my perspective at the Masters, of course. Anything else that comes to my mind would be, I guess, those first-timers. I mentioned Sung Jae M. Unbelievable chipping ability around the greens. We saw him on 15, just hit it into the slope and play so well. Abraham Answer, I want you to think about this for a second. Yes, he struggled. Was at four over on Sunday and was really out of it immediately. But he was a rookie that played his way into the final groupings on Saturday and Sunday in his first-ever Masters. That is experience that he can take going forward for the rest of his life as long as he's coming back to Augusta. That's huge. I mean, when was the last time we'd seen a rookie in back-to-back final groupings at Augusta? I know Jordan Spieth in 2014 as a rookie was in the final group on that Sunday. But still, that's some unbelievable experience. You have to tip your cap to that, and I do, with answer. Just... And that's, I guess, my takeaway here. Just because certain players didn't win or they're not, their name's not going to look sexy in their Wikipedia list of finishes and major championships that everybody loves to hound in on. Oh, he was a top 10. He was a top 15. No, Abraham Answer has huge experience going forward, as does Scotty Scheffler, playing with Tiger Woods for the first time ever, as I found out, and seeing what, what Tiger was able to do down the stretch. Five birdies in the last six holes, five under the last six holes. I mean, that is huge experience we have to give credit to that stuff we're not going to see on the wikipedia page pgatour.com or you name it golfchannel.com i mean this is there's so much more for these youngsters what they're gaining from their experience cameron champ of course for papa uh, in memory of his grandpa was out there who dreamed so big that he'd be at the masters and there he was of course his late grandpa has passed on now but still Finished top 20 right there with Scotty Scheffler, tied for 19th uh, with Scheffler and Munoz. Um, one other player I wanted to have a takeaway with here, and that was Dylan Fratelli. He finished 11 under, tied for fifth, best ever performance in a major. You know what he said on Saturday night? He said, in terms of expectations for Sunday, how many more times in the rest of my career will I have an opportunity like this? I'm going all out, no laying up. Okay, uh, on these on these crucial holes, I got to go after it. it. You have to love that kind of mentality from Dylan Fratelli. It's refreshing to hear that, and uh, you know there he was. So so he ends up with his best major championship finish, tied with Rory McIlroy at 11 under par. So great week at Augusta. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And again, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnston Garrett. You can follow the podcast at Beyond Clubhouse. And Facebook page as well, Beyond the Clubhouse, Garrett Johnson on Facebook. And then Instagram. We just started an Instagram page for Beyond the Clubhouse. It's Beyond the Clubhouse Podcast. That is the handle, at Beyond the Clubhouse Podcast. And then, of course, I'm on 
Instagram as well, at Garrett Johnson Golf. Some really cool photos and videos uh, from the entrance there to Augusta National you'll be seeing there in recent posts. Uh, I think you'll like it. But anyway, hope you enjoy the week. we got some great guests coming up soon. And uh, signing off here for my Masters 2020 wrap here on Beyond the Clubhouse. <laughs>